I know love can be scary, but for me and how I would challenge others, for me, I believe in love. Therefore, I'm willing to take a leap of faith to find love. I'm willing to take the risks. I'm willing to be hurt. I'm I'm willing to take the risk of being hurt to ultimately find and experience love. I think that's how people when they when we talk about when they talk about religious faith, you know, you can't see God, you can't feel God. I mean all the, you know, does he exist? Does he not exist? All that stuff, right? And people often say, well, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a matter of faith. You believe. I think it's the same thing when it comes to love. There's no certainties in love. Everybody that gets married thinks that their marriage will last forever. We all know that doesn't happen, but people took a leap of faith, took that chance, right? To experience love. I think that's where we all should be. We should all be willing to take a leap of faith to find and experience love. So a priest, a rabbi, and a stripper walk into a bar. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. That's that's my, that's my opening uh, ideal there. Hello, my name is Timmy Gibson. I'm the host here of the Timmy Gibson Show, a podcast that focuses on dating, relationships, love, and spirituality. A little bit about my journey out of religion and. Today's topic, I'm, I've been on this, this whole uh, roll, I guess. I've been on this, um, what's the word? I guess roll. I've been on a roll. Is that right? Anyway, talking about dating. And I was just thinking today as I, I got up super early. I was up at like 3 a.m. and then I went back to bed. Normally, I may go to bed between 10 p.m. and midnight, and then, um, for for whatever reason, I'm pretty. I I don't know. I'm just. I five hours of sleep is plenty for me. Six hours is great. I normally I don't get eight. I don't feel like I even need eight. Um, so anyway, depending on when I go to bed exactly, uh, or let me rephrase that. <laughs> I go to bed between 10 p.m. and midnight. No matter what time exactly I go to bed, that's what I was trying to say. I wake up at the same time. I I typically wake up around five thirty or six. No matter. Now maybe maybe a little fluctuation. You know, if I go to bed at midnight, maybe I wake up at six. If I go to bed at ten, I wake up at five or five thirty. So I mean, there's a little little bit of room there to wiggle. But um, 
any hoozy woozies, I woke up at three and was like, what the freak? <laughs> so I laid back down and then woke up late. Like, what time did I actually get up? I mean, I think, I think Alexa woke up and does her 6 a.m. You know, weather report, a couple other things that I have her tell me. And then, which is so funny, Alexa calls me Timothy. I'm like, I need to change that because that's, that is my legal name, but I don't go by that. So when she says, have a good day, Timothy, it's like, I feel she's not really talking to me because that's not my name. <laughs> it's like when people call me Tim, I'm like, who, who are you? Who are you, you talking to me? That's not my name. Some people struggle to say Timmy. It's like, they feel like it's a child's name. I'm like, well, like a name is a name, like whatever people want to call themselves, like just like <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Timmy, Tim. Sometimes I'll go by my initials. I did for a short time go by TJ, which are my initials. Timmy Joe. Timmy Joe Gibson. Uh, let's talk about, let's get into the shit. Let's talk about this stuff. I want to talk about how do you know if you've met your person? How do you know if you found your soulmate? How do you know if you've met your match? I don't know what the title is going to be yet. Something hopefully that communicates what I'm talking about, which is basically, here's what I've heard people say. I'm looking for my person. I'm looking for my person. You know, I'm looking for a partner. So who, who knows what the title will end up being, but, um, that's a good, that's a good question. I mean, you know, I'm single. I'm, I'm, uh, so I'm out and about, right? Like, like everybody else that's single, you know, I'm, I'm out and about having conversations, meeting people. Um, you know, dating and thinking and wondering, do I already know my person? Are they yet to come? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, when will I meet them? Where will I meet them? You know, do I already know them? Am I already dating them? I don't know. I think, um, I need to take a drink of water. Um, uh, that's a, you know, gosh, guys, I just, uh, I'm going to obviously share some just thoughts of, you know, things that like I, I think or what actually, you know what, let's Google this. Hang on. Let's, let's Google this. Let's see what old Google says. How to find your soulmate. Let's see what it says. Looking at the signs. Oh, let's see here. There's the basics, the seven steps to find your soulmate for life. All right. Let's just see what this says here. Huh. Well. I don't know if this list is any good <laughs> as I'm looking at it. <laughs> Adopt healthy qualities and practices. I mean, yeah, that's good. Be content to be single. That's true. Be rooted in abundance. 
Okay. Make changes in your life to widen your scope of people you meet. Well, yeah, that's a great way to word that. I've said that in the last podcast. Get out there. Uh, keep an open mind, of course. Know you've found someone. Know when you've found some. That's what we're talking about. That's silly. <laughs> the One of the points is know when you've found someone to be the one. Like, well, that's what we're fucking talking about. How do you know? <laughs> yeah, none of these were really like life changing. Um, gosh, that doesn't even make sense. Why would they even say that? Um, huh, that's fascinating. So, yeah, Google's not really, really helping. Uh, an ad popped up that talked about dating with intention. It, that's just the like the big huge title of it, which I would one hundred percent agree that that would be part of the journey. But what we want to talk about is how can you know, right? How? Because this is the question I get all the time. I mean, I have this, and and I, you know, obviously you can tell about the way I'm him haunt around. It's it's a complicated. It's 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 super simple, but yet it's complicated. I mean, how do you know? Well. First, I guess let's just analyze the question. Can you know? Right? Um, can you know? I don't know what the statistics are. I hear it said all the time. I think it's accurate. You know, 50% of all marriages fail. But 100% of everybody that ever gets married, for the most part, there, again, there's always an exception to the rule. That's I say that all the time because I know there's always one, you know, <laughs> one person that's experienced it it different but for the most part anybody that gets married and i'm in the business you know if someone if i <laughs> if i had a couple going yeah we don't think it's going to work out but we're going to give it a shot and see what happens you know i don't really think she's the one but you know we'll see like that never happens uh now i realize that internally People can be, I, I literally just talked to a woman yesterday that said this. She said that she knew as she was walking down the aisle, she said she was crying, you know, as her dad was escorting her down the aisle. And she said she wasn't crying from joy and excitement, which everybody in the place thought that she was, you know, everybody's like, oh, look, she's just so moved. She's just so in love. And she told me, she was like, uh, no, I was walking down the aisle crying in ab absolute horror. <laughs> and knowing that she was making making a mistake now you know what's neat though about this this person i was she was telling me her story i was so touched by her story because she talked so favorably about her ex and excuse me she um which yeah just it honestly it just touched my heart i mean she literally just said he's one of the most wonderful people ever, ever, which then of course led me to asking tons of questions like why'd you get divorced? And, and, you know, and she just was like, he wasn't my person. She goes, that's it. Just plain and simple. She goes, he's a wonderful guy. Never mistreated me. Never, never said an unkind word to me. Um, she said it just, it, he just wasn't my person. And, uh, you know, and she said he was so nice. That's what made it so difficult and why she went ahead and married him because she was just kept telling herself, well, he's just such a nice guy. And isn't that fascinating, right? Like, isn't that a fascinating piece that, 
that to, to one person that might be all that's required. Like if you meet a nice person, it's just like, yes, that's, I, I could be in love with that. You know, if they're nice, I could just fall in love with them and be with them forever. But, and I know I've seen movies about this. I know. And I wish I could think of the titles of the, of the movies. Well, one, uh, yeah, my favorite movie. Maybe that's why it's one of my favorite movies. My favorite movie of all time. I can watch, I could literally watch it every month. I could literally watch it once a month and, and not get tired of it. There's two movies in particular. And actually, interestingly enough, both of them have the same kind of theme that I literally am just now, as I'm saying this to you, it's becoming aware to me. Um, huh, this is like literally live on the air as I'm talking. I'm like, interesting. I wonder what this means. Both of these movies that I love, my top two favorites, first one, Serendipity. My second one is uh, Sabrina, the 1995 one with uh, Harrison Ford. Both of those are about falling in love or getting ready to marry or thinking getting ready to marry the wrong person or thinking that you really love someone when there is actually someone out there that you could love even more than that. Fascinating. I literally never realized that was the theme of both of those, of both of those, um, movies. That's really interesting. Then one of my other favorites is age of Adeline. Huh. Fascinating. Okay. I'll have to think on this off the podcast because it kind of, I, I, I need to like journal on that and think about that. So yes, my, my favorite is serendipity and it, it is, if you haven't seen the movie, I don't want to, it's a little bit of a spoiler alert, but not too big of a spoiler alert, <laughs> you know, being in love with someone else and then meeting someone and feeling things that you've never felt before, right? The complications of all of that. And that bring man, that'd be another interesting podcast of gosh, like, yeah, dear Lord. Uh, yeah, life is messy and doesn't make sense sometimes, you know, like, I don't even know what to say. Um, when I just kind of think that through, especially like, yeah. So <laughs> I feel like I should just start this podcast over. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Timmy Gibson show. Uh, so this girl was just telling me the story that, you know, how, how great of a guy he was, but just wasn't his, her person. And so she ended up getting up the courage to, to divorce him. And, and he was just sweet throughout the divorce. And, and so was she, um, and you know, she's in search of her, her person, you know, and which for all of us that are single, I think that's what we're all looking for is, is our person, you know? But how can you know, right? Because going back to what I, where I went off into Lululand, squirrel, you know, 50% of all marriages end in divorce and everyone that I've ever married, they're marrying for life. Like this is their, you know, quote unquote soulmate or their person. And it doesn't always work out that way. So how can you know? I guess the honest answer is you can't. I guess you can't ultimately know. And depending on what, what it means to you, like if you're thinking, you know, Hey, I want to meet my person and then, you know, be married for the next 70 years and then die in bed together, just like the notebook. That's the ideal. I think that's the ideal that, you know, I'll be honest when I got married, that was, that was what 
That's what I envisioned uh, happening. But what happens along the way is you change. And unless you can change together, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it just takes on a whole new, and I, and I mean that like in ter- like me and, or the person I'd be with, I'm, I'm not blaming like, well, they changed, you know, and they just, blah, blah, blah. well, maybe, but maybe you changed, right? For those of you that have been divorced, um, you know, I know in, in my situation, I, I did change like immensely. Like I'm not even the same person, but the core, yes, I'm the same person by core, but I'm just, you know, I was a very religious person. And so that was a big change. I went from being a very religious person to not a religious person. So that's a, that's a huge shift. And I'm not saying that it, it you know, I'm not, I'm not referring to my situation like these are details that this is what happened. I'm not, that's, I'm just saying, I'm just making a statement that people change. And so, you know, when two people in their twenties with ideals and, and beliefs and a worldview limited by their youth, you know, who know who the fuck knows what they're going to believe in, in 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years. Uh, most likely they're going to be different, but that doesn't mean that's not a bad thing. They could be different together and it still works or they could not. Right. And so this, this particular episode is not about how to grow together that, that, that would, I would have to think on that for a long time because that's such a complicated, challenging thing because you're talking about another human and, uh, meaning like a relate what the, the challenge of a relationship, and we all, those of us that are single understand this. Many of us who are single, we like our lives. Well, why? For the most part, right? There might be some that don't, but for the most part, we do what we want to do. We eat what we want to eat. We watch what we want to watch. We buy what we want to buy. We live how we want to live, right? Like it, it, it's all about us as, as, as individuals. And we're trying to then partner up with someone who also likes what they do, likes where they live, likes what they eat. They, you know what I mean? Like they're also doing all the things that they like and love. And I would hope, I mean, that's how I live. I, you know, I mean, I do what I have to do much of the time when you have to do certain things, but for the most part, yeah. I mean, I don't ever eat some, I don't ever make a dish I don't like. Per, well, not, I might not, maybe I'm trying something new and I'm like, yeah, this isn't as good as I thought, but, but I'm just saying like, I eat what I like, I make what I want and I only have one person to think about and that's me. Um, and for 25 years, you know, there, you, you, for me, you know, you live in a different worldview, which is, you know, you, you think about the other person, what do they want? Where do they want to go? How can I, you know, how can this be mutually, how can I get what I want and you get what you want and both of us be happy? So that's, I think that's the key, you know, that's the key to a happy, healthy marriage, right? I think it's what's important to you needs to be important to your partner and what's important to your partner needs to be important to you. I mean, that's, that's the crux of, of really what leads to a happy, healthy, wonderful relationship. But 
that word know, how do you know, how can you know someone is the right one for you? It's like, oh my gosh, I mean, that, this is like the, this is like the story of my life of that word know. You know, it's what's transitioned me away from religiosity or Christianity more specifically, or even more specifically, evangelical Christianity, more of a literalist view. You know, I, I don't at all believe that. You know, but I'm asked a lot, well, how do you know, right? I, I was asking that when I was a Christian. How do I know that this is the only right way? And the more I dug into that and asked that question and dug into that and read and researched and dug into that and thought about it and pondered it, and I just I came to the conclusion that I didn't know and that I didn't believe that it was the only way. And that's just where my journey has, has brought me. And everybody, you know, and those that, and then there are other people that they feel like they know. Like this goes back to my analogy about marriage. Half of the marriages, you know, end in divorce. Um, and again, I, I think that's a, a correct statistic for, for the most part. Uh, that, and that seems pretty accurate from just my interactions with people. It seems like, you know, about 50 to 60% work out. So, uh, but that's just it. How can you know? I think, you know, people walk down the aisle because they quote unquote, know this is their life partner. This is their person. This is their soulmate. This is, you know, and then. 50% of the time, what they thought they knew, they realized they, they didn't know. So I don't know that that's a, that is like, I know I'm, I'm kind of pontificating this, I guess, or kind of, you know, talking all around just because I, I think how we define stuff does matter. You know, I, I don't think it's just semantics, you know, it's just a play on words. I mean, you know, like when we talk about success, well, that I think how you define success is important, right? If you just define success by having a million dollars in the bank, well, you're unless an, until or unless you have a million dollars in the bank, then, you know, you're going to feel like a failure. So how you define success, I think is important. So how we define our person or how we define a soulmate or how we define a match or how we define a partnership or how we define a healthy relationship matters. So how can you know? Well, what you know right now might be different than what you know 10 years from now. Uh, and sometimes things just don't make sense, man. You know, I think about my grandpa's story a lot. I've, I've probably mentioned it before because it's just one of those stories that doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit into the, the normal paradigm of, of the world we live in for the most part, which I would consider the, you know, America to somewhat, somewhat, somewhat be a, a Christian-ish nation. And so... They have these certain ideals and thoughts and the way things should be, which is a very new view, right? I mean, how, how it was a hundred thousand years ago or even 10,000 years ago, shoot, even Bible days, it's so different than what, 
what life's like today. Um, you know, my, my grandpa was married 20 some years to my grandma, you know, met a, met another woman when he was 50 and ran off with this other woman and married her and loved her and said she was his soulmate until the day he died, which was nearly, I think it was like nearly just short of 40 years of marriage, which I think anybody in today's society would be like, man, 40 years of marriage. That's amazing. Right. I mean, I think you get past 10 people are like, wow, that's awesome. Right. I mean, I was pretty proud of, of 20 and then, you know, coming up on the 25, I mean, we actually, we were actually technically married on the 25th anniversary, even though I had, I had moved out, but, but the actual, you know, we were legally still, still married on the 25th anniversary. So, you know, that's why I often say I was married 25 years because I actually was legally married 25 years, but, um, how can we know? So let's, 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 let's just unpack it a little bit. So one thing to, to let's look up this word. How, what does the word no mean? Not no, like, no, stop it. <laughs> okay. Well, here we go. This will help us here. The word no means to be aware of through observation, inquiry, and information. Oh my gosh, this is going to be very helpful. I like this. Um, Oh my gosh. And then they even have this up. That was interesting. So it's a verb. So no is to be aware through, to be aware of through observation, inquiry, and information. Uh, the second part here, it says have developed a relationship with someone through meeting and spending time with them being familiar, familiar. Gosh, dang it. I need more coffee familiar. There we go. Thank you. Or friendly with. And then it has a little sentence on it. It says, he knew and respected Laura. So there you go. What does the word no mean? To be aware of through observation, inquiry, and information. So how can we know that this person is our person? Well, so here's what I'm, so here's my answer. I don't think we can know. It's our best guess based upon observation and through spending time and through inquiry. So I don't, I don't think you can know like, like no, like factual for sure. Right. Is that, um, because it's such a mystery. So maybe the question is just all worded wrong. I don't think you can know. And specifically depending upon what, your definition is if you like, this is the person I'm going to spend the next 70 years married to. Well, you definitely can't know that you can know that you like this person. You can know that you're compatible with this person. You can know that you enjoy their company. You can know that you like them. You, you can know that you find them attractive. You can know that you like the way they make love. You can know that you think they're funny. There's a lot of things that we can know as it relates to the relationship, like I know that I have feelings for this person. I know that I like hanging around this person. I know that I think this person's funny. I know that, right? Like those things, like what we feel towards someone, I, we can, we can know you, you clearly can't know the future, 
and and you know i i think and i'm not trying to put any skepticism in in anybody's mind i'm really not but you know when we think we know someone i've heard this a million times i thought i knew them right well <laughs> i even heard esther perel answer this question which was just it was a great man it was a great episode or a great um little clip and I would play it if it had anything to do with what I was talking about right now. But basically she, she did a Q and a session and someone asked her is once a cheater, always a cheater, which I, before she even answered the question, I, I thought I knew what she would say and, and was, well, I have an answer for that. And my answer you know, clearly I'm a little bit egotistical. I think my answer was right. And so when she started sharing her answer and it lined up with mine, I was, you know, it validated me. And then I also was like, I like Esther even better now. <laughs> right. We always, we always like people that agree with us, but basically she said, she said, no, like, of course not, you know, once a cheater, always a cheater. That's not true. Like, you know, someone can be a good person, a good father, a good provider and be kind and generous and charitable. And then cheat. So, you know, just because someone cheats doesn't make them a cheater, you know, that, that the whole thing of good people can do bad things, just like a bad person can be, do good things. Right. I mean, the, t, t, uh, the, the BTK killer or whatever, uh, BTK, yeah. BTK killer, um, or BTK. Yeah. The BTK serial killer guy, uh, they said he was a, a, you know, a faithful church attender. He was a volunteer. He was a good parent, <laughs> you know, uh, obviously his reputation was completely ruined by being a serial killer. Clearly. Um, and, and you, and you know, this of other people, like, you know, this of, of other, uh, you know, even terrible monsters, uh, that they say that, yeah, like they, they did nice things on occasion and you know what I mean? So it's the same. And I think those people are bad, right? I mean, I think the BTK killer was clearly a bad person, but just because that person was bad, didn't mean that everything that they did was bad. So it's clearly the same way with, with a good person or someone that, you know, is it, they can be kind and, sweet and all those things and yet do something bad and once a cheater isn't always a cheater and uh yeah she just yeah she just did such a great job i like it you know especially as a female just she had she's so good with her words i say a female not just a female but her, her accent and everything about her is i like she has a cool accent she's got a cool vibe and she just did such a great job answering that question um, so right. How can we know? I don't think we can because we can't, we can't know the future trajectory of anyone's growth or lack of, or development or how someone might change, whether it's an internal change or an external change or how some kind of an event might change someone. You know, I've heard that people are totally one way and then you know, they have the death of a loved one or a death of a child and, it, it, and they completely, utterly change. 
after such a terrible event. You know, so how can we, you know, how do you plan those kind of things, right? How can you know those kinds of things are going to happen? You just don't. And, yeah, I mean, I've talked to people that have been married multiple times, and every time they got married, they thought it was the one. This was the, this is the one. So let me just say, there's so, so many things I want to say, and I, I hope, you know, I know I mumble and talk all over the place just because I, I like long form like this talking. So it's like I can talk all different in and out of it, all around it, and, you know, and can go all different ways in, in talking about something to hopefully make it connect with each and every one of us. So, you know, we can't, we can't know the trajectory of anyone's life. But I, but here's what I want to make sure to say is that, that that shouldn't stop us from pursuing our person or our partner. You know, everything I'm saying, I'm, I, if it's doing this to you, that's well, one, I'm, I'm bummed that it would do this to you, that it would create any kind of a, like, this is just hopeless. Like <laughs> you just can't trust people. You just don't know. Well, no, 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 not at all. Um, just like me not being a Christian anymore, uh, you know, an evangelical Christian anymore. Uh, you know, people say, well, what's your purpose now? I mean, what, you know, if you don't have like that, like what, what's life all about? And I'm like, what? I know I still have purpose. I still have meaning in my life. I still feel very fulfilled and like, what? Like, I, what are you talking about? Just because I'm not a Christian doesn't mean that I all of a sudden am just like a fish out of water flopping around, like not knowing what I just don't like, that's just a weird, that's just a, that's a, that's what they say in the brainwashing classes. Like that's what Christians like to say to kind of scare you away from walking away from the, the church. Like you're going to be a fish out of water. You're going to be deceived. You're going to be walking into the devil's hands. You're going to be a little like all that. It's like, what? You're a weird, you're weird. Like you're just talking weird now and making me so happy. I walked away from that because that sounds weird. Um, so I would say the same thing to this, just because I'm saying that you can't know, well, that doesn't mean that then everybody, you, you know, if you're like, well, I thought I really loved him, but you know, I, now I, you know, listen to Timmy's podcast, but uh, you know, can I really know him? What, can I really know her? I mean, is she going to be, <laughs> so who knows if this podcast, I might end up deleting this whole podcast. Cause I definitely don't want to create that because that's not how I feel like for me, I will find my person. I will have a partner. I will spend the rest of my life blissfully in love. And that's just, and maybe this is where, this is where, you know, some of my Christian friends are still trying to, you know, get me saved is they'll, they'll say, Timmy, it just comes down to, to, to a decision. It's, it's faith. It's a step of faith. You just got to believe it by faith. So I guess, I guess like really when it comes down to it, love is a decision and love is an act of faith. And for me, I desire, Ooh, see, I see all the connections now with religion. I believe in love. Therefore, this is good. Y'all, this is going to be a good podcast because <laughs> I'm having this like revelations. I believe in love. Therefore, I have put my faith in love and in the process of love. 
So I'm such a believer in love that I am, yeah, I'm, I'm such a believer in love that I'm willing to take that leap of faith, even though there are no certainties that it will turn out like I want because you're dealing with another person. But here, you know, gosh, so you can't live a life. You can't live a life. At least, well, I guess you can. I don't want to live a life of fear. I don't want to go through my whole life so afraid of love that I end up dying alone. Now, listen to me real close. There's nothing wrong with being alone. If you want to be alone, there's nothing wrong with that. Just like, you know, I've met many women that are like, you know, I just don't, I don't want to have kids. And they've had people, especially in the Midwest, that kind of frowned on them for it. Like, wait, you don't have, want to have kids? Why not? You know, like everybody wants to have kids. Like, no, they don't. You know, it's like not everybody wants to ride motorcycles. Not everybody wants to fucking travel. Not everybody wants to eat sushi. Not everybody wants to eat meat. Everybody, you know what I mean? Like, you do you, boo. Like, everybody has their own little fucking thing. And as long as it's like from, like it's from, you know, your heart in a good place. And that's like, you know, it's not some jaded, bitter, you know, I don't ever get married. Men are fucking pigs or I don't want to get married. Women are just crazy bitches. But, well, okay. You need to go to therapy, get your fucking shit figured out and live life from a healthy place. So I personally do not want to live a life riddled with fear and and when I look at love and I, I look at the divorces rather than the one, the successful ones, in other words, you know, I don't want to be the kind of person that's like, well, I, you know, I don't want to get married. Most marriages don't even work anyway. Or, you know, I just don't want to, be. that to me, that's, you're just, again, this is just my opinion. Make your comments below. You, you know, sh talk, say what you think. You can disagree with me. I don't give a fuck. We're all entitled to an opinion. Again, now, if your opinion's coming from a hurt, jaded, bitter place, you know, you need to get that shit figured out. Uh, I mean, it's not that you're coming from that place is real. It's valid. It's how you really are. You know, if you've been hurt, you've been cheated on, you've been abused. I mean, all these different things, obviously, is going to it's going to impact you in some way. But I would hope that you would, you know, do what's necessary to to deal with your past or your hurts or your betrayals and deal with that in such a way that it doesn't make you bitter. That's, that's the thing about life. Uh, it's, I, I refuse to be bitter. I just refuse. If I feel any kind of bitterness, any, I just, I do everything I can to just completely go against that. And if, yeah, uh, that's just a big deal for me because life is short. And I don't want to be a bitter, fucking sour, grumpy old man. Like I, do, I, I am not going to go that fucking path. And yeah, I just refuse to do that. You know, so uh, and this might piss some of you off, and I, I, I don't. Maybe this will, you know, who knows? Maybe this will be me. Maybe, I'll, maybe in ten years, you know, I'll still be single and still looking. I, I don't know. Right. So I'm going to say this and maybe I'll have to eat these words one day. 
But if, but if you want to be in a relationship, like if you desire it, like if I was to ask you, would you like to find your person? And you would say, oh yes, I would love to. And you find it where, and you're, you know, maybe have gone 10 plus years and haven't yet found it. There's something there. I, I, there's something there. And I, and I don't, and I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing, but there could be something there where you're scared of intimacy, you're self-sabotaging, you're wasting time with the wrong people, which then is keeping you from the right people. You're not, you know, you're not doing the right things. You're not, you're not interacting the right way. I, I don't know. Like I, you know, cause it's not, here's the deal. Here's what I know for sure. It's not just, Oh, the, I'm just meeting a bunch of assholes and it's like, you can't, or I'm just meeting a bunch of crazy bitches. Like you can't that here's the thing with life. You can't blame anybody else for your fucking life. If you're, if you don't like your life, guess who is to blame you. That is right. Most of you got that right. Some of you pointed at other people, but you're wrong. It is not other people. You say, well, that's my boss. Quit your fucking job and get another job so you can get another boss. It's not your fucking boss, right? You're, you're the one staying there. Well, I need the job. Well, fine. Stay there. Change your attitude or look for another job while you stay there until you find another job where you can get along with the boss. I don't know. Like, stop blaming everybody. It's not the fucking government. It's not your ex. It's not your kids. It's not the lot that you've been given. I'm short. I'm bald-headed. It's like, no, none of that fucking matters. I've seen short, bald-headed, overweight people happily engaged in a relationship. So stop. Stop your blaming. Seriously, like, stop your fucking blaming. That's not going to help you. That's not, you can't change anybody else. So by blaming other people, you're making your situation completely hopeless. Why? Because you can't change other people. All you can change is yourself. So the quicker you can take ownership of your own self, the quicker you can get your life where you want it to be. Blaming does nothing for you. Now, yes, of course, maybe they did, you know, cheat on you. Maybe they did you know, abuse you, or maybe they did treat you unfairly at work. Maybe they, you know, obviously, yes, of course that shit happens. We've all been mistreated in some way, but you know, you got to have enough self-respect to say, fuck you. And I'm moving on. Like, I'm not going to put up with that shit. You know, it's that. Yeah. Anyway getting off in my, I'm getting all ramped up, you know, cause I, I, I just, I do so much coaching. I, I did. And this was last year when I was coaching this particular person. I, and this guy she was dating had like cheated on her like three times. And I met with this guy and I, you know, I'll just be, I'm going to be real honest, obviously, cause I'm not telling you the name. You wouldn't have no fucking idea who I'm talking about. Uh, it's not anybody in my circle of that probably they don't even listen to this podcast. I'm going to assume, but this guy had, you know, countless times in their dating life had cheated and, you know, got on dating apps like, and they were exclusive together. 
and like, you know, been together like years kind of a thing. So this isn't like a new budding relationship and they just met like, hello, you know, when you just meet someone, of course, they're still on dating apps, you, you know, like that's totally, that's acceptable. If you think you're going to start talking to someone and they're just going to get off the dating apps, you're, you're thinking wrong for most people. Okay. So anyway, this couple just dating, been, been dating for years. He's cheated multiple times. Well, I, I told, cause the woman came in first, just bawling and crying in my office and, you know, belly aching about all this stuff. And I, and I was just like, why the fuck are you, why are you putting up with this? But she had a real poor self image and oddly she was beautiful. <laughs> she actually was like attractive and built well. I just remember thinking, how is it that someone so attractive and built so well is so down on herself? I was just like, oh my God, unbelievable. I was like, you could get nearly any guy you want. Wow. Anyway, so I met her. She told me all this stuff. Well, then I said, I want to meet this guy. I said, I need to, I need, you need to bring your boyfriend in here. I need to see what I see. And I know I'm awfully harsh sometimes. I mean, you know, I, I, the way I'm telling you the story, obviously I would never say this to someone in person, even in my counseling office, even when I'm being direct, I, I, I come across kind. I don't in my podcast and I've, I've said it multiple times. I know that I, because I'm not going to change. I mean, this is just how I talk on my podcast and I'm just going to keep talking like this unless, you know, God himself appears and says for me to stop. But anyway, so they make an appointment with me and I meet this guy for the first time and he's decently, he's good looking, you know, he's sharp. He's got a good job. Um, like aesthetically he was fine, but as soon as he started talking now, granted, I knew that he had cheated multiple times. So, you know, maybe I had a little bit of a bias, but his demeanor he was douchey. Like he came across as, as a douchebag. And just some of the, the, the excuses and the justification, different things that he said, I was like, man, you're a fuck face. Like you're a fucking douche and you're going to cheat on her again. I know it for sure. Hands down. I can feel it. Right. Cause I can read a dude. I know guys. I just like, I just can meet a guy and I can tell you whether he's a douche or not. I can read feel, And I don't say this like magical. Like I have some special gift. I think I've just been around the block enough. I can just spot a douche a mile away. I can spot a crazy woman a mile away. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. This guy's douchey. I'm not liking him, but I can't, I can't tell her this because, you know, it's, it's part of the counseling rule thing. It's like, you know, if I tell her, I think this guy's a fucking douchebag. Well then he, you know, inadvertently, there's no doubt about it. She's going to end up, they're going to get in a fight and she's going to say, well, Timmy thought you were a douchebag and I should have broke up with you way back when, you know, and, you know, then he's going to call me and, you know, <laughs> uh, and not that that scares me that, that someone would call me, but that's just, uh, it's not good for business. You know, I've got to tread that. I got to tread those waters really careful. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I just got to be really careful. The only time I've not been careful, well, early on in my career, I had, I learned the hard way. So, but the only time I'm ever like bluntly honest is if it's a friend of mine that brings someone around, you know, it's like if it's a girl that I've known for years and she's not a client and she brings a guy around and then asks me what I think, um, 
I'll definitely tell her what I think for sure with no reservation. And I don't give a fuck what the guy end up. You know, I don't give a fuck. She's my friend. I've known her for years. Fuck you. I'm going to tell her what I think about you. So anyway, um, yeah, this was not a good situation. I, I, I was trapped. I couldn't be direct with her, but I, I could ask her the, the leading questions. You know, I could say, you know, I said, so, you know, do you feel like he is changing? You know, do you feel like he's trustworthy? You know, do you feel like I just kept putting it back in her court because I was trying to get her intuition to, to rise up, you know, trying to get her to kind of see for herself what was a fucking clear as bell situation. Anyway, you know, long story short, obviously she didn't pick up what I was putting down. She stayed with him a year later. She's back in my office. Guess what? He cheated again. And I literally just saw like this, maybe six months ago, I saw on her Instagram, they got engaged. <laughs> and I'm just like, wow. Now, always exceptions to the rule. Maybe this guy had a Jesus encounter and he's gotten over all of his douchey behavior and maybe he's the greatest guy ever that, that that's possible, right? That's entirely possible. But if you're, if you're giving me a thousand dollars to bet, I'm putting the thousand dollars <laughs> to bet he's going to cheat again. <laughs> I'm putting the bet down that once a douche, pretty much always a douche. Now, Good guys can do douchey things, okay? There's, there's a big difference. I've said this countless times. You can be a good dude and do something douchey. I've done douchey things for sure, 100%, for sure. In the last two and a half, in my whole life, I've done douchey things. But just in the last two and a half years of dating, I have done do, douchey things. I have. I have. I've ghosted. I've been intimate with someone and they never called him again. Yes, I've guys, I'm guilty. Okay. I'm not a perfect person. I think many of you, that's what you appreciate about me is that I would say what I'm saying right now. Like I don't, I'm not going to say, oh no, I always, I'm always, I always, you know, I never ghost or I always do the right thing. I don't, I don't. And I'm going to be the first one to tell you like, no, I'm not perfect. Yes. I've ghosted. Um, now there are some things I've never done and I never would do, you know, I'm, I've never been just out outright like nasty mean, uh, you know, it's just not, it's, I don't like my meanness would be other ways like ghosting, you know, I'd be intimate with someone and then I, I never call him again like that. I guess that could be mean. I guess that could be looked at as mean. I, I think it's more of a douchey, like a, it's more of a childish move, you know, that I wasn't man enough to, to say, Hey, you know, whatever. So I, there's no one that you're going to meet. And this is, I think this is good because we're talking about how to know if you, you know, if he's, or how to know if he's the one or how to know if she's the one or how to know if you've met your person, how to know, you know, um, you're not going to find a perfect person they're not out there. Right. So to, 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 to walk away from someone at the first sign of a mistake. Now, I'm not saying if he, you know, if he hits you, you're done. Or if she hits you, like you're done. If they cheat, you're done. If you're dating, like, no, like I have zero grace for that. 
But, you know, you're not going to meet a perfect person. You're just not, you know. They're not out there. There's no perfect woman out there. I'm not looking for a perfect woman. I'm, I'm looking for a compatible woman. I'm looking for cer- certain things that are important to me. You know, I want a sweet woman. I want to, you know, there's certain things for me that are just like, no, 100%. Th- these are like, I, I demand these. I demand these things. But other than that, it's it's a journey of of just what that word no means. To be aware of through observation. Okay, that's watching how people interact with other people. Watch how they talk to their friends. Watch how they talk to their parents. Watch how they interact with the server. Watch how they talk to the bartender. Watch how they interact with the homeless person, right? Observe that. All that shit matters. All of that shit matters. Observation is also listening. Listen to how the person talks. Listen how the what the person talks about. Now, this is all stuff that I'm, I'm, I mean, me personally, I'm very keen on all this stuff. All this stuff I'm telling you is it's all working when I'm hanging out with, with a female, I'm listening to what she's talking about, what she cares about, what she says about people. Like I'm listening to all of that and I'm keeping track of it now, not in a, like I'm writing it down and being critical. No, 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 no. I'm not being critical. I'm just, I'm taking note. Right. If I'm every time I'm around her, if she's just gossipy and complaining and whiny and belly achy, I'm definitely taking mental note of that. <laughs> right. If they've just done it once, like one day they have a bad day and they do that and they don't ever do it before or after. Well, that I'm again, I'm taking note of that. But if every time I'm with them, they always belly ache and complain and gripe, uh, you better be sure I'm taking I'm taking note. The other part of no, it says inquiry, asking questions. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? How do you feel about this? What And all of it, whatever's important to you, you know, in this particular landscape, I definitely am curious what someone thinks politically. I am, uh, you know, that's not a deal breaker for me. Like I literally... Now I know I know there are a lot of Trump haters out there. I didn't vote for Trump, but there's a lot of Trump haters out there. You know, like I've seen it on the dating apps. If you voted for Trump, Trump swipe left, and it's like fuck you. I didn't vote for Trump. I'm gonna swipe left on your sorry sick ass anyway. That you have an attitude like that. Oh, if you voted for Biden, swipe left. If you that's so fucking childish that you're gonna. Oh Jesus. Anyway, if I know that there are some. I'm sure there's someone listening to this. It's like, well, but that matters to me. Well, then that's fine. I mean, that's fine. You know, if you can't, if you can't be with someone that's of a different political party than you, then, you know, you do you boo. I find that to be super close minded, but that's me. So that's my, that's, that's just me. So you're not me. And so I shouldn't, I shouldn't judge you, but I am. <laughs> right. Anyway, um so the inquiry, asking questions. Uh, you know, I I I it's not a deal breaker for me. I would I would be with someone that voted for Trump or voted for Biden. I don't like it, in other words, I wouldn't based upon that information alone x someone off is what I'm saying. 
Now, I'd have to have conversations. Again, inquiry. I'd have to be like, you voted for Trump. Why? Well, I'm Republican and, you know, I mean, whatever. So, I mean, so in other words, it's not about they voted for Trump. It's about they voted Republican. You didn't have a fucking option, people. That's what's so stupid about when people, if you vote for Trump, swipe left. It's like, what what am I supposed to do if I'm a fucking Republican? That's like, (laughs) right? They'd be like, if you voted for Biden, swipe left. Like, but if I'm a Democrat, Biden was the fucking option. I mean, yeah, I could have done third party or what, you know, whatever, and throw my vote away. So I, I just don't understand that line of thinking. Again, I'm not you. Obviously, I don't think like you. If you think this way, then clearly we just don't think the same. So, so my mind can't, I can't wrap my mind around literally not being willing to possibly date someone because they are, they're of a different political persuasion than me like i just don't like i just don't that's never been on my radar to be honest ever like i've never that's not even i mean i'd be curious because i'd i'd want to get to know somebody but i but it's not it wouldn't it's not in my list of deal breakers that's for damn sure like it's not in my like must be a democrat or must be a republican or must be a well, I don't give a fuck whatever whatever it's, yeah okay enough of that uh, but again how how can you know if you've met your person right i mean clearly if someone is that like that you must be i've changed politically i was way i was a republican i was a registered republican for most all of my life now, I didn't really for sure know what that meant, except, well, the big issue, because I was religious back then, the, the pro-choice, pro-life was pretty much the the main, I think that was like the main one issue um, that was even of of any importance, I think, to many of those in the religious community. I think most people that are religious people vote Republican for the one simple um, issue, and that's abortion. So anyway, um, but inquiry, that, that how are you going to get to know if someone is possibly your person? Observing them, asking questions, and collecting information. And how does that happen? dating right like i it, dating i don't know i don't know if there i don't know that there is another way i mean when i say dating i'm not i didn't i didn't say fucking even though that's fine i mean that's that's part of it like that's fun i love to do that for sure but i also like talking i also like just doing normal shit together i mean there was a, a relationship that i had gotten into so i've really never had a long-term relationship outside of my marriage well outside of like, you know, my high school girlfriend for a year, but you know, so my longest relationship was my marriage for 25 years. And then previous to that was a, a one year dating relationship. And then now I think my longest relationship, um, was two months, three months, two or three months. Um, and that's what you're doing. You know, you're, you go grocery shopping together. You cook meals together. You, you know, you, you run errands together. I mean, I, when I say date, 
see there again, right? What does it mean to date? Let's look that word up and see what that what that comes up. Because, you know, when I think of uh, what does it mean to date someone? Um, for me, what I think dating means is you spend time together. In the classic sense, or in what might be the classic sense, is dating means doing things. Like you're, well, of course, that would just fit into grocery shopping, just what I just said. So there you go. Dating is doing things. But like, you know, going to dinner, going to a movie, going to play pickleball, going to a picnic in a park. Or that, those are dates, right? But to me, dating means that you're, you're, you're spending time together. That's just it. Okay, let's look this up. I looked this up. Let's see. Uh, it says dating means you're going on dates. You are actively getting out there and meeting people and spending time with them. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm not a bad date coach. I got that. I nailed that. Dating someone's. Oh, let's see here. Oh, okay. I like the progression here. It says dating. That was. I had to read it before I read it publicly. I want to make sure I was catching it. Dating someone means you're seeing somebody specific with purpose and on a regular basis. You're spending time with a person. Oh, okay, good. They put this in there. You're spending time with a person or persons in hopes of finding a committed relationship. Yeah. So I, you know, I guess there's, there's talking, right? We're, we talk to people We're you know, we're, whatever. And then we're dating people and then I think on that that last one, I, I would say a commitment then would be, for the most part, unless you're in a polyamorous type situation or an open or swinger or whatever the heck's out there in this, this day and age. But I think the progression is, you know, you're talking to someone, you're dating some people, you're talking to people, you're dating some people, and then you get into a committed relationship, which I would say is where the monogamy comes in, you know, where you're dating someone, or not dating you're in a committed relationship. There's a, an exclusivity. There's a monogamous type, an agreement. Um, oh, what are the five stages of dating? Ooh, this is, let's look this up here. Whether you're at the start of a blossoming relationship or been with your significant other for years, every relationship go, goes through the same five stages of dating. These five stages are attraction, reality, commitment, intimacy, and finally engagement. Eh, I don't know if I like that, that progression. I would say the five stating, you know, attraction, uh, talking, dating, commitment. Well, no, let me, yeah, fuck it. I'm not going to try to tell you what I think. I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's quite like that because they have, you know, attraction, reality, commitment, then intimacy. Um, I don't think it has to be in that order. I think it's okay to be in that order for those, for those of you that are like, yeah, I'm not going to be intimate with someone until we have a committed monogamous, whatever you do you for me that that order wouldn't work for me. I, I would not want to then be in a committed monogamous relationship and then intimacy I would want the intimacy um, up there in the, in the dating part. You know, when we, 
we're attracted. We, you know, I always say this because I don't want anybody, you know, I'm not, I'm not poo pooing hookups. Like there's nothing wrong with love, free love. If you meet someone and you like them and you want to get naked with them, do it, have fun. Just if, but if you're going to do it and then regret it, then, then don't do it. But if you're, if you're just a happy lover, you're like a lover and you have, and you like making love, then do it. Um, but you know, so attraction, so it could go different ways, right? There could be the initial attraction and then there can be, uh, you go on a date then intimacy and then, you know, and if it continues, right, then it can go to commitment and then engagement and then marriage eventually possibly. Right. Maybe, uh, yeah, I just, for me, intimacy to me and my personal opinion, yours might be different for me personally, the intimacy needs to be up there because, because it's not the only thing, but it's, it's a thing just like friendship, just like compatibility, just like all of it. Like I, I want to be intimate and see how we are intimate together. You know, I want to see, I want to see if we can, we can have, have fun in the sheets, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then if that's there, right, if the friendship's there and then the sexual chemistry's there and, and the laughter's there and the friendship's there and the, the fun is there and, 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 you know, like I, I had a, a girl say this to me the other day and I thought it was really cool. She goes, she was talking about how she's dating this guy and, and, uh, she said, you know, we, we just like, we'll go to the grocery store and just get some ingredients and we'll cook at home and. You know, they don't live together, but, but, you know, we'll just, she goes, I just like doing normal everyday things and go, she likes going out too, but she said, I like doing just everyday things with him. She goes, I like, she goes, I like just like, let's, let's run to the grocery store together. Let's run some errands together. Let's go, you know, let's go drop off your car at the, at the, uh, mechanic together. Like, let's just, let's just be. Let's just be together. And I, I, I resonate with that. I like that because that's part of the whole getting to know, right? Inquiry, observation, you know, that's part of the journey is how do these people live and act and behave? You know, let's be honest because marriage is not, or a committed, a committed relationship is not all about just fun, crazy dates, you know, concerts and dancing and being, that's not real life. You know, sometimes you're fucking painting your house. You know, sometimes you're on your hands and knees, not for what money most of us would want that to be for, but you're on your hands and knees scrubbing the floor, you know, in your baggy, big old sweatshirt and nasty old pants, you know I mean? Which I find that cute. So I find the, every, maybe it's because I was in a marriage for 25 years. I find the everyday activity to be very, um, that's, that's floor play to me. Like walking through a park and talking to someone, uh, is that's, that's like super sexy to me, you know? just being with someone that is just, for me, that's just sexy. It's, it's just sexy to see someone in everyday life. Uh, seeing someone interact with their kids is, is sexy to me. You know, I've been out and about and I've seen, uh, 
women with their kids, you know, and whether married or single, it really doesn't matter. But I mean, I've, I've seen both and I've just like seen, you know, a mother feeding her child, you know, especially breastfeeding, which is, um, I don't know. I just find that to be such a beautiful, not very, it's non-sexual, at least for me. It's not, it's not sexual at all. It's just, I don't know. There's just something beautiful about it, right? There's just something beautiful about a mother feeding her child. It's just beautiful. And, and in fact, it's beautiful when a mother or father, either way. Uh, I mean, in fact, I saw a, a dude, a guy out with his, I guess it was twins running and he was running with twins in the, and I, it was just cool. Obviously I didn't find it sexy, but I just thought it was cool. I was like, that's cool, man. Fatherhood, motherhood, very, very cool thing. But even when a mother is feeding, spoon feeding her child, I just, I, maybe it's because, you know, one, I'm a parent, uh, but seeing a, a mother care for her child is just so sexy to me. In fact, the whole motherhood thing is sexy to me. I find pregnant women extremely sexy. I've just, I do, I find, I find, uh, pregnancy just to be such a sexy thing. Uh, and I, and I hope that I don't mean this, if that sounds creepy. I don't mean that in a creepy way. I'm not, I don't have a fetish. I don't look at pregnant porn or anything. Um, but I just find it, uh, yeah. When I see a pregnant woman, it just, I don't know. It just, it just something about it. It's just like, they got a glow about them. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's just a beautiful thing is a beautiful thing, baby. It's a beautiful thing back, back on track. All right. Talking about how to know the very definition of the word. No gives us so much insight. I've spent what, you know, an hour now, I guess talking about this, this whole idea of how do you know, right? The honest answer is, well, we can't no, for sure, for sure, for sure. It's an act of faith. But how do we know? Through observation, through inquiry, and through information. So that leads me down down this, this other path that I think is important before we end this podcast. Spending time with someone is critical. Everyday activities, spending time. I, I... Uh, I don't have, I don't feel any pressure, uh, you know, when I'm talking to someone or dating someone or whatever, I don't feel any pressure that every time we're together that we need to do any number of things. Like I don't even feel every time we get together that we have to have sex. Now, clearly I'm always down for that. Right. I mean, <laughs> duh, <laughs> I'm down for that. But it's not in my expectation, meaning like if we go to the park and we just hang out at the park and then you go your way and I go my way, like I'm fine with that too. It doesn't always have to end in sex or begin with sex or have sex in there. That, that expectation is just not there and it shouldn't be there. That, that, that's why I'm telling you this is I don't think that should be there every time. Now, I don't believe in tests. I don't believe in testing someone. Can they go out and not, you know, not, if I don't bang them, will they still want to just go out and do something? I don't, that, all that bullshit is just bullshit games. I'm so not into games. I'm just not. And, and so I, I hate the games. It's like, no, if you want to fuck, then fuck. 
if you don't want to fuck, then don't fuck. Like, it's that easy. Um, and then the other person will have to decide where they are on that, you know, and I've, I've gone out on, even when I was somewhat quote unquote dating someone for more than, you know, a, a month, there were many times that we would go out and do stuff and we didn't end up fucking. And, and that just wasn't my expectation that every time now, most of the time, yes. And a lot of the time, yes. Uh, I and yeah, I'm spending the night kind of things. It seems like that was, if it didn't happen at night, it was going to happen in the morning for sure. Um, but, it, but even then, it, it, because I like it and the person I was with liked it too. So why wouldn't we, <laughs> it's like, we're going to lay next to each other naked and I'm going to be, you know, aroused, but not at least try. I mean, I don't know. Anyway, whatever. I'm just not a person that's into, again, as a single person who's not, um, you know, I'm not married. Uh, I, I just don't believe in, in denial of, of, of things that there's no harm, no foul. And it's, it, it'd be good. Right. Like I don't drink much anymore. Matter of fact, I haven't drank at all this year. And I just don't know if I'm going to ever start drinking again. I just, and this is all for health, all for health. This is a health decision for me. Um, maybe, you know, maybe I might have a few drinks next year or this year. I don't know. Uh, um, I'm kind of liking just the way I feel by not having any alcohol. Um, so I am denying myself, but that it's for a reason for a purpose. It's for hell. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a motive and a reason behind it. I'm not just denying myself alcohol because I want to make sure that alcohol really loves me for me and doesn't have to have me consume it. Yep. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, 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 you know, you should throw out some tests out there from time to time. I don't know. Maybe all my advice is bad. I, you know, I'm just, I'm just talking. I'm just giving you my thoughts. I'm just putting it out there, you know, like it, love it, hate it. I don't know. Make your own fucking comments below. That's why I put these out there is to create conversation. So get to know someone, hang out with them, do life together. That's how you get to know. That is so I guess you can know through observation, inquiry, and information. And, 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 and you can't know that shit super quick. I know I'm a love at first sight guy. I am. I am. I'm going to confess it to you right now. I I love the movie Sleepless in Seattle, and when they saw each other from across the street and they first touched hands, you know, it was love, right? I mean, I love those kind of movies because I, I just love that, you know, and I still, who knows? I don't know my future, right? But but I, I'm not opposed to that happening where I'm walking through the plaza and some girl sees me and catches my eye and I catch her eye and, ah, and we get married that afternoon. I don't know that would go against a lot of my teaching. So I don't see that happening quite like that, but that could be the spark or the initial flow of something beautiful in the future. I don't know. Also, that's the theme of serendipity. Um, now Sabrina is totally different, but serendipity was a, soon as they saw each other, as soon as they talked, as soon as they kind of hung out, it was just crazy love. Got to see the movie. If you haven't seen it, got to see it. 
and I realize it's a movie doesn't mean that's real life, but I think it is. I think, I think that everybody has a different story. I deal, as you know, I do all these weddings and I always ask one of the main questions I ask couples, how'd you meet? How'd you meet? And I have heard it all met her at a strip club, uh, met her on Bumble, met her on Tinder, met her on hinge or met him, whatever met him on match. Uh, met him at the grocery store. My friend introduced us. My mom and dad introduced us. Uh, he used to work for my dad. Uh, um, uh, we were gamer. We were gaming together and found out that I was in Topeka and he was in Kansas city. And so since we were gaming and connected through games, we decided to meet and the rest is history. Like literally guys, you can meet. That's why I always say in the other past videos is take risks. You never know where you don't know if your person, you don't know if the person across the hall, your apartment complex might be your person. You don't know that. You know what I'm saying? You don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Like there's, there's no, there's no real hard, fast. Well, definitely there's no hard, fast rules. This is how you have to meet somebody. That's not true. People meet at bars. People meet at churches. People meet at, you know, in hospitals, people, I mean, there are so many ways how people meet. But if you just stay home all the time and never interact with other people, you clearly aren't going to meet your person because you're not, you're not living life. I would say, how can you know? Well, one, you got to live life for sure. And you got to live life doing what you love for sure. Because as you're out doing what you love, your person is out doing what they love. And you're compatible with people that are somewhat similar to you on some way, in some ways. So if you're like, I really want to go parachuting. Well, then you never know. Maybe you'll go parachuting. And part of the group that's going, there'll be a girl there. If you're a guy or if you're heterosexual, assuming, right? Or vice versa. And maybe that's how you meet them is you were jumping out of a plane together. <laughs> and right before you died, I love you. All right. So yeah, that's it. I, I could have made this video or this audio. I could have made this podcast, you know, 10 minutes long and just said, how can you know? Well, you can't know for sure, but how you do know is through observation, inquiry and information. That's it. Spending time together. That is how you'll know. And, okay, as I close this, let me give you some key points to be thinking about. Getting to know someone is also, in that means, is as you're getting to know them, if they're not a fit, let it go. Don't hold on to someone that you know it's not compatible. And I've talked to many of you about this, and you've told me, yeah, I hung on too long. I stayed in, you know, a year past when I should have. You know, I just thought, well, he's, but he's such a nice guy or she's, you know, she's so, you know, whatever. And I just caught, thought she would change or I thought he would change and, or I thought things would get better, but no, typically not possibly, 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 but typically not. And so be a little bit quicker on your toes. You know, if, if you're seeing a pattern that you're like, I really don't think this is going to work out. I don't know if I like this, then, then, then move on, you know, set some kind of parameters and move on. 
You know, how can you know? Well, one is being honest with yourself and about that person, about what you feel and what you think and what you're observing about this person. You've got to be able, that's how do you know is by watching and looking and seeing and, and keeping a journal. And, and I'm not saying this in a, in doing this in a critical way, because you know, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not for being critical. I don't, I don't, I think we all are, can be critical depending. I, I know I can ish be critical. Um, I've tried to not you know, I, I'm more, I'm not judgmental. I mean, you do you boo, but I mean, I know me, so I know what would work with me and what wouldn't. So I don't think that's being critical. It's just observing. I'm, I'm recognizing like, Oh, right. Like I've, like I've said this before for me to, I'm not, I can't be with someone that drinks a lot. Like I'm, I, that's very unattractive to me. Uh, drunk women. I find, I find it just that to me is a very unattractive trait. I've been drunk, so I'm not judge. I'm not judging and I'm not, you know, I mean, hello, I was married for 25 years. We definitely got drunk before together. And you know, and I, times I was the designated driver and she got drunk and vice versa. So like, I don't, I'm not talking about that, but I just mean, I just mean overall, you know, I, I don't go to power and light, but I have been to power and light people having fun. It's fun. It's a blast. But when I see a drunk woman, that's just acting drunk and slurring her words and like hanging on people and trying to make out with everybody. And just like that kind of behavior is just not attractive to me. Again, I'm a 52 year old man. That's just not an attractive thing to me. (laughs) You know, back in my twenties, maybe even though I was religious, so I wouldn't have, that wouldn't have been attracted to it then either. Now, if I was with a partner and we were together partying and whatever, again, I'm, I'm, I'm just, all I'm trying to communicate is not what I like and don't like. I only share those things with you to to spur your thinking into what you like and don't like, right? Like for, I've heard women say this to me. I can't, I couldn't be with someone that smokes. Well, that's not them. They're not judging smoking. They're just saying, I don't want to be with someone that smokes. Now, this might shock you. I, I don't prefer that for uh, smoking. And this might just shock the fuck out of you. I would prefer someone that smoked a cigarette or two a day than someone that vapes all day long. Like, I, I, I'm, a, I'm an anti-vapor. <laughs> I think vaping is just, I don't know. There's just something about it that's just, blah. Uh, and I realize it's, it's probably way better than smoking. So again, I'm not judging. I have vaped. I, I probably have a vape somewhere in a drawer in my home here somewhere. Right. I mean, hello, I'm a weed smoker. So how I'm, I'm not judging you. Okay. I'm not judging you. Um, but I'm just saying that I've, I've talked to people that have said I couldn't date a smoker. Now me, I could, you know, now if they're a pack a day, hell to the fucking no, uh, no, but if they're like, you know, I do smoke a cigarette or two a day or one in the morning, one at night like that, that, or if I, if I have, you know, a glass of wine, I like it, whatever. I don't, I like, I personally would. Okay. Like, that's fine. You know, as long as you brush your teeth before you kiss me, I don't care. You know, uh, many of the, those kind of smokers that I met, I really would have not known they smoked to be honest. Uh, because of they're not your typical smoker where it's, you know, their nails are yellow. They're, they got the circles around their mouth from the 
from smoking and they got the, their hair smells like smoke. I mean, that that's gross. Like that's gross. Like I don't want to date someone that smells like they smoke, but if they smoke on occasion and they do a good job of hiding it, I'm, I'm okay with that. See, now that might shock you, right? Cause for some of you, it's like, no, absolutely no way. So, you know, there you go. Right. So, I mean, you know, I have my things, you have your things. We all have our things. Uh, but, but the whole point of what I'm saying is know your things, know, know those things so that when you are observing, when you're inquiring and when you're, you know, hanging around someone that, that you're observing those things and right. Taking notes of, I, I don't like that. They, they pick their nose or whatever. Um, yeah, that's just a, for every person out there, I'm just one person. I try to collectively put together a lot of my conversations with other people into every talk I do, every podcast I do. I'm not just telling you everything I like. I'm like a lot of times when I say, well, you know, I like, and the guys I talk to, we don't like, so, you know, I'm trying to be in inclusive in, Hey, I'm not just saying like, just me, like, if this isn't just me, um, this is my coaching business. This is my marriage business. Like all the interactions I've had with other people, this seems to be a kind of a thing. And so, you know, th that that's what I try to communicate to, to jog your mind, to get your, your brain spinning and thinking, because let's be honest, right? For most of us. And if you're listening to this podcast for fuck sure, you want to find your person. You want to be in a committed partnership with, you want to find your match. You want to find your soulmate. I do. <laughs> I'm going to be the first to tell you I do. I, I, I'm, and I will, I, I mean, I know I will, but what's it going to come down to? Well, me taking that leap of faith. And, and when I find someone that lines up to a lot of the things that I'm looking for, then I have a choice to make, right? I have, I have to, I have to decide, do I want to take the next step with this person or not? And if, if you're, if, if, if you're scared, you won't, if you're scared, you might try to self-sabotage. If you're scared, you might act nutty and do something stupid to scare the person away. I mean, there's a million different things. There's a million different things. And what's wild is sometimes when we get really nervous, we act crazy. I've had this happen uh, to me um, that we were getting into the relationship. This was last year. And all of a sudden the person just got like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is happening to you? Is I think they just, as they were starting to catch the feels, they were acting weird. I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how else to say it. They, they just started, you know, they started acting jealous. They started like, what are you doing? What are you, who are you talking to? And what do you, you know, or noticing like, Hey, I saw that. What's her, who's that girl that commented on that picture? But, and I knew then like, this ain't going to work. Like, holy shit. No. So that's, you can only get that with time together. Common phrase, common saying that I said before, spend a year, spend a year together. How can you know 
if they're your person or not. Don't make excuses for their bad behavior. Don't make excuses for them in your own mind. You know, we justify things in our own mind, right? He's had seven jobs in the last four months, and you're like, well, you know, he's just trying to find the right job. That would... Really? Really? That, is that what's going on? Right? <laughs> well, you know, she just, you know, she's just going through it. A tough time. She just doesn't like sex. You know, she just doesn't, she just doesn't like sex. And so, you know, I know it, you know, we haven't had sex in, in nine months, but eventually, you know, she'll, she'll come around and we'll, we'll like, really? Like for real? I mean, is that for real? Like you've seriously cool with that? Or are you, are you justifying it at this point? You know what I mean? Now I'm, I'm picking on just things, but I've heard this shit. I, I've, you know, well, you know, he's, he's normally, he normally doesn't hit me. You know, he was just, he was very upset, you know, and I did, I did cross the line and, you know, and so like, what, like, what the fuck did you just say? He hit you? What? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wait, can go back to that hitting part again? Like, let's circle back around to that. Like right now, because in my book, uh, that happens once and the relationship is over okay it's over well but he was sorry mm, fuck no uh-uh no you know but i mean he does he normally you know it, it doesn't ha it only happens when he's really mad no pack your shit tonight and leave no, no, and I would sure hope there are no sorry ass motherfucking cock sucking dickless motherfuckers listening to my podcast who have ever hit a woman. You big fat pussy of a man. You're not a fucking man. Actually, men don't hit women. Now, I'm not saying they don't deserve to be hit at times. <laughs> I'm not saying there's no reason. <laughs> that's like Bill. I think that's Bill Bird's line. Now, we should never hit a woman, but that doesn't mean there's not a reason to. Oh, my gosh. All right. So, listen, you deserve better. I deserve better. We all deserve better. Your person's out there. I'm telling you, your person's out there. Have, have you know, be optimistic. You know, and if you're not a happy person, if you find yourself, even this podcast, just going, oh, I wish that, that's not true. <laughs> it's like, well, I know why you're single. Like, that's why you're single. I mean, that's why you're single. And it doesn't have to be that way. You need to, like, I don't know. Who are you hanging around with? What are you watching? What do you do? Like, some, you got to pull your ass out of that negativeville. Like, that. I say this all the time. You can, you can, you can have, you can be negative at times. Just don't fucking buy a lot and build a home in Negativeville, right? You can drive through it, maybe even get gas there, you know, maybe even go to a, like a, <laughs> a souvenir shop, you know, but don't fucking move in. Like, don't, don't build a house there and set up camp. Pass on through. Uh, listen, I, I 
have been negative. I know that that I, of course, I'm human. I've been negative. I've been depressed. I've been sad. I've been anxious. I've had a panic attack. I've been lonely. Uh, all of the things that we as humans experience. I've been scared. I've I, all of it. You name it. Yes, I have experienced it just like you. I just refuse to embrace that and 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 call it part of my identity. Now, I know I'm going to really step on some toes here and I'm sorry. This is just my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong, but this is just me. You know, people that that just own things, you know, well, I'm just I'm just a negative person, you know, I'm just a depressed person or I'm just a you know, a miserable person, or I'm just a anxious person, or I'm just a worrier. I'm, I'm just, and they, and it, they, and it becomes their identity. It's like their identity. It's like they put it on their fucking dating app. Hi, I'm John and I'm depressed. And it's like, no, you aren't depressed. You're experiencing an emotion of depression. And there are things you can do, you know, treatments and things that you can do to help eating lifestyle pills, potions, whatever doctors, like there's so much help out there. I I'm just not a, I'm not, you know, again, maybe I'm wrong guys. Maybe I'm wrong. I realize that those things are very real things. I get it. I'm not saying that they're not. I'm just saying that, um, don't make it your identity. Um, at least I think so. What the fuck do I know? But listen, your person is out there. How can you know? How can you know, Timmy? Through observation, through inquiry, and through gathering information, which I think observation and inquiry is what gives you the information. That's it. That's all you can do. And then, then, it's a matter of faith. Do I believe in love? If I believe in love, then I have to walk out the pursuit of love through faith. I, I, I matter of fact, I would think it's impossible to even have or experience love without faith. Right? You choose. Man, I get along with this person. We have great sex together. I like the way they kiss. I like the way they think. I like the way they act. I like their laugh. They think I'm funny. We get along. We spend time together and have fun. Like our lives are somewhat compatible. Doesn't that be perfect, right? Because you're never going to ever find someone that literally is perfect. Now, you're going to think they feel perfect because maybe the newness of the relationship is like, oh my God, you like finished my sentences. It's like, oh my God, jinx. You know, you know all that stuff. I mean, that, of course, that's all part of that newness of any kind of relationship. Sometimes in some relationships, you know, it's just like, it's just so like butterflies and tuck, tick, tickles in the tummy and, and tickles everywhere else. <laughs> you know, and it's just all good, 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 good. You know, it's like you're having a constant orgasm when you're with this person. And so clearly, right, orgasms are going to blind you. Um, and and I, I don't mean like real orgasms. I mean, <laughs> that's a whole nother rabbit hole. Did I say hole? Anyway, uh, obviously, at the end of the day, it comes down to 
thinking it through, analyzing the relationship. You've spent enough time together to, and, and, and hopefully they feel the same way about you clearly, right? If you're feeling all these feelings towards them, but they're not feeling it towards you. Well, that sucks nuts, right? Like that sucks. You know, you're falling head over heels for someone and they're not falling for you. You know, be, be careful, be calculated, be cautious. You know, I believe in that one scripture in the Bible that, you know, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. And I think love is one of those things that you should, you know, uh, have faith in, but also, you know, like protect yourself. You know, there's like, I think there's a real tender balance in there. I don't think you should block off. I mean, I like that verse because it says guard your heart. Doesn't say block your heart. Doesn't say seal your heart off. It doesn't say hide your heart. Guard your heart. Like guarding it just means that, right? It's like if I guarding it means that if I feel safe, I don't guard. You know, when I feel safe, then then I'm I'm not on guard because I feel safe. Uh, but guarding your heart to me is just part of, you know, like you know the way I drive a car. I drive very offensively and defensively and i think that comes because I, I ride motorcycles i i don't i'm not just driving mindlessly i know then pe some people do and that's the ones that get in lots of accidents um i don't just drive down the road and just lose track of i mean typically at any moment you could ask me what's behind you what's beside you and i'd be like oh there's an acura beside me on the right there's a tahoe on my left uh, behind me is a yukon and in front of me is a Prius. Like, like I am aware of what's around me, who's around me. You know, I'm the person that when I'm sitting at a stoplight and if I see a car coming up kind of fast behind me, I'm, I'm ready to like move. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm just very, very aware. Unfortunately, I had a track record of no accidents and I've had, I've had one very, very minor slow moving accident that wasn't well, Technically, it was my fault, but not technically. Uh, techn anyway, technically, it was my fault. But had she been really watching when she passed that truck, she would have seen that I was pulling out. So technically, I didn't get a ticket or anything. So obviously, it wasn't my fault so much that I got a ticket. Anyway, so, but, you know, living life like that, I, you know, I tend to live my life like that is, is, you know, I have faith. I believe I'm, I'm a lover. I love. But I'm also, you know, I'm not just going to first person that comes along that loves me that I'm going to be like, oh, my God, let's get married. I know it's our second date, but will you marry me? Here's a ring. Right. I have those emotions, though, unfortunately. Unfortunately, that's I've had that. I, I brother. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something really bad about myself, and then I'm going to end this damn podcast just to give you guys something to laugh at and think, Oh my God, this guy's the guy that's coaching. And he did this last year, met this girl. Uh, how did we meet? I think it was Instagram. Is that how we met? Man, frankly, I don't. Or do we meet online? Maybe we met online. I'm pretty, we must've met online. It wouldn't, 
It's Instagram, would it? Anyway, it was somehow online. It was definitely either Facebook, it was um, Instagram, or it was a dating app. W- one of those. Instant connection. Like, I mean, an instant, you know, physically, I was I just, for me, visually, she was hot. She was beautiful. I, I just, I liked her smile, her face. I was like, oh, my God. We, and here, I know where my mistakes were like, this, this is, this is going to be, this is such a riddled with mistakes little story. (laughs) I don't even know why I'm telling you this, except that you guys will get a kick out of it. Um, we met and we were going to eat at a particular restaurant. And, and I'm not giving out these details because I just don't think they're, it's really important per se, but we were going to meet at this restaurant and they had like a 45 minute wait. And I, it was a Thursday night. So I was like, I was like shocked because I, I would have made reservations had it been a, like a Friday or Saturday, but I was like a Thursday night. Like really? Or it might even have been a Wednesday night. Something just odd. Anyway, I've never met her before. We'd only met online. We'd been chatting. We've had phone conversations. We had done FaceTime, I think. And ah, there's some details that we were super compatible. Um, she was younger than, than me, which is like, whatever. I've dated people my, you know, as you know, I've dated people my age. I date people. I date anybody. It just doesn't matter. For me, it's not about age. I, age to me literally doesn't matter. I mean, there's, there's a, a young I can't go to a certain young part, but for me, if you're mature, emotionally mature, and we can talk and you're not talking about the Kardashians while I'm talking about, you know, three's company, like, you know I mean? I want to have real good conversation. So anyway, so we met, never met her before. I'm standing on the street corner. I recognize her from the picture. She's walking towards me and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I was feeling all the feels. And as soon as she got to me, we hugged, she kissed me. The kiss was fabulous. There was just sparks flying everywhere. Like it was that, right? It was like, this is right out of a fucking movie. The place we went, was going to be a 45 minute wait. I said, I don't want to wait 45 minutes. And she said, me either. And I said, let's go to this other place. Anyway, I took her to a place that's super nice where I, you know, I know the people. And so they got us a table. And this is like a really nice place. Like I should not have gone here on a first date. So that, that was mistake. Number one, mistake. Number one was I went to a really nice restaurant. Mistake. Number two, I got two whist, two, uh, old fashions, <laughs> which is a lot of alcohol, especially for someone like me. Now this is last year, right? So I'm not drinking now, but this was last year. She had a couple cocktails. I had the the two drinks. So, I, and the food was just coming out. So I was way tipsy. And when I get way tipsy, I am lovey dovey. Like I am super lovey dovey. Like insanely lovey dovey. Like ridiculously lovey dovey. And it's ridiculous. I'm embarrassed. Still can't believe I'm telling you the story. So we're sitting there. I'm saying stupid ass fucking shit. Like just stupid fucking shit. You know, we're holding hands. 
you know, we're touching legs underneath the, we're playing footsies. I'm looking at her thinking, I'm going to fucking marry her. I, I mean, I'm telling her this, but I'm thinking this. Yeah, but wait, it gets worse. I think I end up getting a third drink. After the food came, you know, that definitely took a little bit of the, the feeling, you know, that feeling of when you've had a little bit too much alcohol and then you eat and you're like, okay, I feel better. Well, dinner was fucking fabulous. I said, you want one more cocktail? She goes, yeah. <laughs> so she has her second or third cocktail. I have my third cocktail. Well, I am not the normal Timmy Gibson. I am the lovey dovey stupid motherfucker. Well, I asked her, I said, what, what do you have? What are your plans after this? I was like, do you want to go get dessert? Do you want to, you know, and she's like, she kind of looked at me and batted her eyes <laughs> and she's like, we could go back to your place. I was like, absolutely. <laughs> That's what we'll do. Oh my God. So we did. She's like, well, good. I brought a bag. I'm like, oh shit. Like, which, you know, I was, had drank and we're, and we're walking distance. So it's like, you know, I'm not driving. Of course, there's no way on God's green earth. I would have drove in the heat of the moment, all this stuff. I literally guys, I know you're going to be like, what the fuck Timmy? But I had had so much alcohol. I said to her, I said, I think I might love you. <laughs> oh, what's funny is as I said it in my mind, like my normal brain was still functioning. But my drunk, you know, intoxicated brain, now I wasn't like slurring my words and stumbling all over the place. I was like, I don't do that. But I was so fucking happy, lovey-dovey. And I thought, I have met the one. And I told her I think I love her. And I was just so excited. And, and of course, she was saying stupid shit, too. Like, I don't want you to think it was just me. I mean, she was definitely saying way, you know. Clearly, she brought a bag with her. Anyway, there you go, guys. That's that's your date coach right there. I have literally <laughs> said, I think I might love you to someone that I just met. <sighs> Needless to say, we didn't get married. So there you go. How can you know the one? <laughs> Not on the first fucking date is for sure how you won't know. So. There you go. Spend time with someone. Hang out with them. Talk to your friends. Talk to your parents. If this person pulls you away from your circle of friends, that's a big red flag. That is a huge red flag. I should have mentioned that. That's a huge red flag. No. Stay connected to your, your network. Stay connected to your friends. Stay connected to your family. Incorporate this person into your life. If they don't want to incorporate into your life and if they don't incorporate you into their life, I mean, over the long haul, like, again, talking about the one, talking about, you know, like making a real commitment to somebody. Mm -mm. No, they don't ever want to bring you around their friends or bring you around their family. That's like, that's a red flag. All right, guys, I hope you find the one. If you do, let me know. Peace.